Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. While the vast majority of the country is discussing McCarthy being voted out, and and they're right to. I mean, in in a world where they want to call everything historic, some things actually have a bit of history to them. It's the first time it's ever happened in the United States. A lot of firsts over the last couple of years. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. It isn't the only thing going on. And we have spoken much about it. I appreciate the interchange, people calling in or stuff. Giving me commentary on the Twitter X at Tony Katz, emailing Tony at TonyKatz.com. But I shared with you earlier this this statement from the Prime Minister of Great Britain. We shouldn't be bullied into believing that people can be any sex that they want to be. They can't. A man is a man. A woman is a woman. This conversation continues to be a front and center conversation. This conversation continues with this story out of the UK where they have taken uh, the trans cause celeb to a whole new level where there is a a post it would seem, I don't know if it's a Facebook post or what the social media platform is, people need to stop seeing gender affirming treatment for trans people as something scary. Um, if you're talking about letting children mutilate their bodies, I'll continue to see it as something scary because it is scary and it is wrong and it should be stopped and children don't get to mutilate their bodies and we prevent that as rational adults. And there's a difference between childhood and adulthood. No matter how desperate many progressives are to put an end to that idea, I can think of a few things more barbaric than making the claim that there's no such thing as childhood. And that children should have the same rights as adults. Make financial decisions, make medical decisions, and of course make decisions about uh, whom they love and how and when. That's all part of it. Anybody who wants to fight me on this one, more than welcome to. I'm not the person who called you groomers. But the person who did was right. I don't even like the term. But dear Lord, when you just when you just so embrace it, we should all notice. So yes, people need to continue to see gender affirming treatment as not gender affirming. It's lying. You tell a boy, take this and you'll be a girl. That's not true. That's a lie. I don't think you should lie to kids. And I don't think you should chemically uh, abuse them either. But the post continues... Puberty blockers are in the same bracket as the contraceptive pill, entirely suitable for young people with proper proper medical supervision. What? In the world is that. That, of course, is not true. This is part of a post from the uh, UK Metro, their subway system. We accept teenagers taking the pill. Why don't we feel the same about puberty blockers? First, I didn't know that we accepted teenagers taking the pill. I didn't know this was just, ah, it's, it's just, it's right there next to their Flintstones chewables. They take the pill so they can't, they can't get pregnant. 
We accept teenagers taking the pill. I don't know. Maybe it's a UK thing. Why don't we feel the same about puberty blockers? These are very different things. And to try and conflate them makes you a very weird person, very desperate to abuse children. Not you. Makes them. Makes they. They are people who want to abuse children. It's very ugly. Now, I was happy to hear the prime minister say we shouldn't be bullied into this because bully is the operative word. And making the claim of gender-affirming care that if you don't do this, you're not affirming your children, you're not providing them care, you're harming them. That's where the wordplay is. That's where the manipulation is. And you should never, ever buy into it. And yes, I understand what the state of uh, California has done. I understand what Washington State has done in trying to work proactively to take your children from you. Well, what else would you expect from Marxists who want to bring about communism uh, and utilize these kinds of things to divide and conquer? Destruction of the nuclear family is key. It's paramount in order to uh, engage communism. The family is the state. The father is the state. The mother is the state. The state provides the comfort. The state provides uh, the, 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 the learning. There's no need for culture. There is the state, only the state, nothing else but the state. The nuclear family must therefore be destroyed like religion needs to be destroyed in order for these things to work. You must destroy boundaries. You must end standards in order for these things to work. You should never stop fighting for the standards and for the boundaries. These people are surreal. And one thing that must be remembered Women, the trans movement doesn't like you. There's a story here about a tech conference where it was for women. It was a women in tech conference where they got to do interviews with major companies and all the kind of things. So men registered for the conference as non-binary took over the conference and women are like this was supposed to be our safe space well then start being opposed to all of this madness from the lgbtq quote-unquote community that says men are women and women are men and you're not allowed to say no and women and men can be in the women's locker rooms start saying no start actually protecting women start actually giving a good holy damn about women start acting like you matter and then you will Now, it is almost the witching hour. A test of FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency. It's going to happen at 2.20. Your phone, your computer. I don't know if it's your computer. Your your television, your radio. They are all going to emit a sound. I don't know if that's it. It's going to be a test of the system. There is not a problem. Now, maybe the problem is they're testing the system and we can... Talk about that. But they're going there. Your phone is going to make some kind of noise. I don't know what it is. It could be anything. We're all going to be here for it. Be here listening. Your radio will sound. Your phone will sound. And then we will uh, we will judge the sound. I don't know what we're going to get. That's what I'm hoping for right there. Right there. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Two minutes to test, people! 
My gosh, get your bourbon ready. Tony Katz. Oh, there it goes. Oh, there it goes. Are you hearing it? It's not for it's not 220. My phone has lost its mind. Oh. Oh gosh. They did that earlier than 220. That is not cool. That was earlier. Oh, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyCats.com. Oh, my phone should never do that again. We were taking bets on what the sound effect was would be, and we didn't know what was more annoying. Would it be that or Kamala Harris? <laughs> Good Lord. All right, so it, it reads just like we thought it would. This is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. The purpose is to maintain and improve alert and warning capabilities at the federal, state, local, tribal, and territorial levels and to evaluate the nation's public alert and warning capabilities. No action is required by the public. Now, uh, producer uh, uh, Jason, um, did, uh, did have we heard it yet on the radio station? Not yet, Tony, but I believe that's what's going to blast here in a minute or so. Wait, so I got mine on the phone before the radio station did theirs? That's what I'm guessing, Tony. That would be, uh, we, we did not go out over the air, so I'm assuming it's coming. No kidding. Wow. Also, mine was early. Oh, like two minutes early. Yeah, mine hit the same time as yours. Okay, well, that's that's not cool. You tell me something's going to happen at 220. I'm ready for 220. Because we could have missed the whole thing. should file a complaint. Uh, to whom? I mean, I vote. That's how I file my complaint. <laughs> David on uh, Twitter X, jerks, government lies again. Well, that is true. All right. So are we done? Because it, it's going to happen on radio. It's going to happen on TV. What's that? What'd you say there, Jason? Okay. Yep. Thank goodness we are back. So that was it. That was it. That was the big, big sound effect. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. I was going for this. Maybe for this. And possibly this. I would have taken any of those as, as a possible sound. People were freaked Fingers Malloy, who does the Eat, Drink, Smoke radio show with me, putting out on Twitter X, I picked a hell of a time to be in an Apple store. Oh, my gosh. What what are schools like right now? Every kid has their phone with them. That must have been brutal. Brutal. And now somebody said there's a second round of tests. No, there's not. No, there's not. Well, if I can, if I can contribute the sound for the second round uh, uh, of tests, I'll take that. I'll take that right there. People freaked by this idea. Why are we doing this? This is so wrong. Is it? My, my argument regarding government 
and the desire to keep government small, the, the desire to keep government out of my life. I don't hesitate on that argument. I don't shy away from that argument ever. But I think what happens is that people ask, uh, get into an idea of government shouldn't exist. I'm not one of those people. So this is really the conversation about freedom versus liberty. And, and I'm clear, I'm a liberty guy. Freedom is a different conversation. We sometimes view it as the same, and conceptually when we're talking, we're talking about the same things. But they're not actually the same things. Liberty and freedom are actually quite different. Freedom is the right to do everything, anything, all the things. Liberty is about the rule of law, about a standard, about guardrails. Now, I don't think that in a freedom society, there aren't rules. I believe that there are rules that exist because I do believe that human beings have the capacity for those rules without any other standard. Give you a great example. This is where people view religion as so incredibly important. That religion creates a standard of morality by providing through through the concept of God the ideas of right and wrong. The atheist, if you will, um, the agnostic, uh, as well, uh, other terms that I may be not knowing to utilize, and I mean no offense, you know where I'm going with this. They would argue that they know innately thou shalt not kill. You can't take another person's life. The person who values their religion would ask, how is that possible that you know if it was not provided to you as a rule? as a standard. It's a wonderful and fascinating argument. One that I, I, I actually enjoy because uh, the, the religious person has an argument to make. Rules come from somewhere. They either come from mankind in, in the development of society or they exist. How, does, how, how do they exist? Well, through nature, through nature's law, through God. Um, I do believe that I, I, I think people could, could clearly, clearly understand without religion that you don't go around killing other people. I do believe that. I believe that we should have a society that punishes killing other people without dang good reason. Thus the Liberty Society, the spelling out of the rules, the spelling out of the laws, the guardrails. How do I get maximum liberty with the least amount of regulation? That's what I'm after. So I favor government, but I favor government that is very small. I favor Article 1, Section 8, of the U.S. Constitution, I favor limited government. Always. But I do favor the existence of government. Should government be in a place 
of being able to touch your phone and say, hey, here's what's going on. Now, that's a different question than would you believe them? Because what if the message, instead of saying this is a test, what if the message said there's a virus going around? You have to get this vaccine, get yourself some levels of PPE, and then, my goodness, stay in your house and await further instruction. You listening to that uh, message? Or are you like, yeah, I'm going to go to the bar and get a beer. Because the place will probably be... uh, Place will probably be empty, and uh, and finally, I'm going to get some good service. Part of our problem when we talk about trust is something exactly like this. If this came through with a a serious level of message, would you believe it? Now it's a different conversation than should the message come through. I find I I do I I have a touch of conflict here. In the end, I say yes because I don't think that that's a bad part of society. But it, there is a serious invasion of privacy going on when that happens. Is it a good for society, or is it invasive because I don't want to be, even be told by my government when something bad has happened? I'll figure it out. Personal responsibility. Thank you, Cleveland. Good night. I find myself, you know, uh, when, when, when you're engaged in a contradiction, as Ayn Rand said, you check your premise. You check your premises. There's, there's something wrong there. Uh, I don't know if I am contradicting myself or rather I am in conflict. I think it would be rational to let people know what's going on. I think there is something to be said for, I'd like to opt out of this. I don't want any part of this. Or as a matter of fact, if I want this, I'll opt into it. You don't have the right to send it to me. I shouldn't even have to opt out. If I want to do this, I'll belong to some service. And you don't get to force me into anything, government. You just sit there and be small and get out of my way. Yeah, I got a little bit of conflict there because... Once I say it that way, clearly the answer is the latter. If I wanted the information, I would opt in. Just like I would opt in to the Taylor Swift fan club newsletter, I would opt in. You don't get to force it on me. That does sound like me. Well, maybe I just solved my own thing right here. Uh, I think, moreover, uh, I would be more into... The whole, um, you know, warning thing. If the if the sound effect were better, Meow. like that would have gotten me. I'd been like, whatever you want, kitty cat phone. Tell me what's going on. Meow. Is Timmy stuck in a well? Well, it's usually a dog. But I don't have any dogs. Why don't I have a dog? Huh? Oh, here I go. <laughs> we're fine now. This is Tony Katz today. Yes, we rely on these chips for consumer electronics and cars, but they're also in just about every... The alert going off for Senator Ted Cruz during his hearing 
regarding semiconductors, the Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo and others there, everybody's phone doing the same thing. We have an emergency in semiconductors. I don't know. Maybe there's something to the idea that that just happened for everybody and everyone's going to have there. So where were you when the emergency alert went off? We're going to have to hear that for days. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-468-8669-833. Got Tony. Jim Jordan not shying away from being possibly the next speaker. I've had a lot of uh, members reach out to us saying He, what he is saying, I'll, I'll try and uh, make it easy for you. I've had a lot of members reach out to us saying they think I'm the guy who can unite the conference. I feel like I can unite various voters across the country and reach out to the moderates in our conference. That's what he's saying there. Jim Jordan is the next speaker. Oh, wait, not conservative enough? Sure. Whatever you say. I'm not listening to that. Not conservative enough. I'm not listening to that. That's crazy talk. Steve Scalise? Well, he was uh, part of leadership. He was, uh, you know, um, McCarthy's number two. He's going to be just like McCarthy? I I don't know. I think one of the things in this whole uh, McCarthy being out conversation that is most bothersome to people, did you or did you not see the way the Senate pro tem, Patrick McHenry, smashed the gavel? Did you witness that? When Patrick McHenry announced that the chair was vacated, He hit the gavel with force. He was as angry as anybody has ever been. The office of the Speaker was rendered vacant pursuant to the adoption of House Resolution 757. Upon a vacancy in the office of Speaker, Clause 8B3 of Rule 1 provides that the next member on a list submitted by the Speaker, pursuant to the rule, acts as Speaker pro tem until the election of a new Speaker and bestows the authorities of the Office of Speaker upon the Speaker pro tem to the extent necessary and appropriate to that end. In the opinion of the Chair, prior to proceeding to the election of a Speaker, it would be prudent to first recess for the relative caucus and conferences to meet and discuss the path forward. Accordingly, pursuant to Clause 12A of Rule 1, the Chair declares the House in recess subject to the call of the Chair. He hit that gavel like that gavel had just punched his sister. Like that gavel had punched his sister. I found it most reassuring that in near every corner... Of, of the social media sphere, um, uh, in, in, in other places. You see the anger there, um, 
sir, you, um, Mr. McPatrick. I'm sorry, Mr. McHenry, Patrick McHenry. You see the anger? You can't believe that Matt Gates and, and his crew just did this. You can't believe that McCarthy is out as speaker. You can't believe this nonsense is happening. You see that anger? Do you understand that that's how millions of Americans feel? Every day, watching you not actually represent them to the best of your ability. Spending one more dollar, giving in on one more thing. That's how they feel. The fact that I disagree with the removal of the speaker does not change that I my, my understanding, that I do understand, that I have the understanding of where people are about why they wanted to. Because it was really about more than changing McCarthy. It's about saying, when does it end? When does it stop? Do I think following Matt Gates provides a value? No. I don't. I don't think he's the worst guy in the world, but I'm not following him. He has he's not engaged in leadership to me. I take this line from Gates very very seriously in what it says. Have you spoken to former President Trump about this since the ousting? Was he supportive of the of what you were doing? Uh, I have spoken to President Trump over the last several days. The ousting only occurred several minutes ago, so we haven't spoken during former that. President Trump, though, put on he put on Truth Social that he didn't think this was a good idea. He didn't want to see Republicans fighting with other Republicans. How do you respond to the former president? Uh, I, I would uh, I would say that. Uh, my conversations with the former president leave me with great confidence that I'm doing the right thing. So whose idea was this, yours or his? Once you start talking like that, why should I ever think you are actually in charge of your own vote? You are ever in charge of your own mind. Whose idea was it, yours or his? Don't get mad at me. You're the one who said it. Nah, I'm not following Matt Gates anywhere. Thank you very much. I might agree with him from time to time. We might have the same, uh, uh, want to get to the same place from time to time. And I don't even argue that Matt Gates doesn't want to get to a place uh, of fiscal responsibility and sanity. I'm saying that to do that, you have to have a plan. There's no plan. I, I won't somehow change. Be like, no, no, this is actually going to be fine. I also hold out the reality this could all work out great. I mean, it's possible. I just don't think it's probable. I would have done it with a plan. Who are you going to put in next? What is it that you're actually sacrificing? What is it that you actually get? What could you then get out of the speaker and push him in other ways to get you to 2024, to get more of a, of a, of a victory, and then move him out? What is the goal? Me, my goal is winning. My goal is winning. And I don't think this helps win. I I don't. I think this is going to hurt. I think it's going to cause issues. I think this is um, less valuable than others. But I always hold out that if I'm wrong, I'll say so. I'll say, good. Good, good, good. Look at that. I'm glad it worked out this way. Lucky us. Because it'll be luck. It won't be a plan. It won't be skill. But that anger. People dismiss that anger. People dismiss that anger in 2016.
when it came to Donald Trump and the Bill Crystals of the world and the Jonah Goldbergs of the world, man, they really thought they were conservatism. We say it so it must be true. And then Trump walked in the door and you became irrelevant. One of the great videos of the 2016 cycle is Glenn Beck speaking at the Iowa caucus. And of course, he's all in for Ted Cruz and he's speaking at the Iowa caucus. And Donald Trump walked in the door and the couple of hundred people, however many it was, that were listening to to Glenn Beck figured out Trump was in the room and turned around 180 degrees. All of them turned their back on Glenn Beck in that moment. Glenn Beck. The work he was doing at CNN, then the work he did at Fox, it was theater. Who was bigger than Glenn Beck? You could have heard tumbleweed just rattling on through. Incredible. Incredible stuff. I, I, I say to you, Again, that the anger conversation is the one that should be paid attention to. Trump tapped into the anger conversation, and that's why people went with him. Because as much as I don't need someone to care about people like me, I've never understood that. It was the exit polling for Barack Obama in 2012. One of the exit poll questions was, cares about people like me? And I was like, oh, holy hell. This is a, this is a thing? This is a thing. Some people are very into that. And and 2016, people said Trump understands what, what I'm saying. This guy is actually going to do it. And the Crystals of the world and the Goldbergs of the world and others said, how dare you? You can't vote for that ruffian? Yeah, you can. It was Frustration. They didn't know they were going to get a guy who would look to uh, conservative think tanks and others for ways to govern and would actually provide you a value. You didn't know. Nobody knew. They just knew it would be different. This guy at least was speaking my language. Hell, let's give it a shot. Didn't work out too shabby, if you ask me. The anger is real. And I don't know if if the uh, speaker pro tem, Patrick McHenry understands that him hitting that gavel, him hitting that gavel, that is the frustration that Americans feel with the spending, with the lack of movement on the border, with the the inability uh, uh, to, to lower our taxes to a way we feel confident about the economy. That's it. I really do hope they note this. As for who the next speaker will be, uh, that's a question of the shortlist. I have got the names that are right now on the shortlist. I will have that for you coming up. I'm Tony Katz. So on the same day that the U.S. has tested their wireless alert system, everybody heard the sirens go off. The Russians were doing the same? Well, 
Bring on the conspiracy theories. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Russia tested its emergency public warning system today. The readiness of the warning systems is being checked. Please remain calm. As Reuters reports it, speakers said in a stern male Russian voice. You got to believe that the whole message was delivered by Ivan Drago. From yeah, you absolutely. I I can't I can't do the impression. When you hear the sound of a siren, you need to remain calm and not panic. Turn on the TV, any publicly accessible channel or radio, and listen to the information message. This from the Ministry of Emergency Situations. That's not creepy. That's not creepy at all. I also think that Russia is ordering drills, which would simulate the country's response to a nuclear attack. They're going to, as is reported, implement martial law under a narrative that 70% of the housing in the country has been destroyed. Oh, well, they're always happy in Russia. I think it's interesting that we would do a test the same day they were doing a test. Look, interesting and creepy. Sometimes there's a coincidence and sometimes that coincidence can be creepy and sometimes it's just creepy. And this might be all five. All five. As for the short list for speaker, right now I think it is just two. It is Steve Scalise and it is Jim Jordan. The question, of course, is, is Trump on that short list? There are people who want to nominate him. There are people who have said that they will nominate him. There are people who have said that they have spoken with Trump, and Trump is amenable to it. As a radio host, I want this to happen more than I want oxygen. Yes! 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 As a rational American, um... I don't. No, God, please, no. 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 OMG. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. I just can't imagine this works out well. I can't. I also can't imagine any scenario in which which he's speaker. But in terms of radio... Every day would start with, you ain't going to believe this. <laughs> Every single day. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. You ain't going to believe this. Scalise or Jordan, I, I don't know where there's a level of um, acceptance or, or, or not from uh, this gang of eight. I, I, I don't know what they're, what they're looking for, and I don't know exactly how much power they're going to have over it because I don't know how many of the eight are dedicated to some specific person or philosophy. I just don't have the answer. I don't think anybody does. I think they'd be making it up for sure. 
Um, is there is there somebody else who is destined to get into this thing? Yeah, I guess. But right now, I think that short list is really just two. Scalise is already in leadership. Jordan has long been a strong voice. But remember, being speaker is more than just about the legislation that you're bringing. It is the management of people. It is continual fundraising. I mean, that's a huge part of the job. Huge part of the job. And I can't tell you the levels of effect that they have. Now, uh, Steve Scalise has cancer, blood cancer, I I believe, and people could look at that and say, well, maybe you're not uh, up to it. Scalise, of course, is going to tell you he's in the best shape of his life. Because as much as people can ask who in the world would want this job, oh, there are plenty of people who would want this job. Speaker of the House? Speaker of the House? All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yeah, they want that job. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. I'll catch you tomorrow, everyone. Take care.